0: I am a person who was very aware before the 67 war about my own life and my family life and uh, the poorness that we used to live under. And how after the 67 war, everything almost changed to the better. Before the war, we used to have no electricity. After the war, we received a lot which means that i used to tell my colleague palestinians that we shouldn't have to deny or to ignore the improvement that we the palestinians
1: achieve it from the israelis If you don't have Israel My Glory coming into your home, I encourage you to take advantage of our free gift subscription offer. It's available to anyone that has never subscribed before. You'll get a full year at no cost six beautiful and informative issues of Israel My Glory. You can contact us at foiradio.org to get your free one-year subscription to Israel My Glory magazine. Once again, that's foiradio.org. This is the Friends of Israel Today, I'm Steve Conover. And I'm Chris Katolka, and today on the
2: program, my Palestinian friend Bassem Eid, who is a political analyst and commentator on Arab and Palestinian affairs, is gonna join us in studio to talk about what he considers to be the forgotten Palestinian, and then apples of gold, but first the news. During Iran's sixth international conference, Ayatollah Khomeini, Iran's supreme leader, called Israel a cancerous tumor and encouraged the Palestinians to continue their holy war and resistance against the Jewish state. In his speech, Ayatollah Khomeini said that no other people have suffered as much in history as the Palestinians who are under Israeli occupation. You know, I find it ironic to hear that Iran's supreme leader talks about the oppression of the Palestinian leadership when the oppression of women and minorities in Iran have worsened in the past four years. Ayatollah Khomeini isn't raising awareness of the real problem within Palestinian leadership. He's only inciting violence against
1: Israelis. Yeah, Chris, while Iran's leadership is encouraging anti-Semitism, what a contrast we see here in the U.S. with our own leadership. I was really happy to see the other day in the news where Vice President Mike Pence, he was helping out in a cleanup effort after vandals hit a Jewish cemetery in St. Louis.
2: Yeah, can you believe that there were more than 150 headstones that were turned over? You know, I just want to personally thank Vice President Pence for standing against any form of anti-Semitism. We need more people like him in office. About a year ago I met Bassem Eid, uh, a Palestinian human rights activist at uh Washington DC during an APAC conference he was speaking on the the dangers of the Palestinian curriculum at a at a congressional panel and uh, how UNRWA a United Nations uh, program is helping to perpetuate this dangerous curriculum and when I heard Bassem speak I was taken back at at his approach to to the issues of the Palestinian Israeli conflict usually you hear things either from the left the ultra left, which are peace now, but they have no real policy that they're dealing with. Or you hear from the more radical forms of Palestinians which are inciting hate and uh, and and and, and uh, promote terrorism. And you know what? As Americans in our media, we never really seem to find the middle ground, to hear someone rational. And I found that person. I found, Bassem, I found you. Thank you. you Thank you, Chris. Y- it's yes, a pleasure. I, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we spoke to Bassem earlier uh, in in the summer of 2016 when i was in jerusalem uh, basem and i met at a hotel and and you can hear that recording by just going to foiradio.org and searching for basem eid you can hear our first recording but now basem you're in our hometown yes it's a pleasure i'm glad you're here basem um you just finished with a uh giving a message to some of our constituents here at the friends of israel and you were talking As a Palestinian human rights activist, I'd like you to share a little bit about that. But then I'd like you to share about what you were talking about in reference to the Gaza Strip.
0: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, if we will look today to, to the Gaza Strip, we will find that there are four different players inside the Gaza Strip. The first player is the Egyptian government. Second player is the Palestinian Authority of the West Bank. Third player, of course, the Hamas but the fourth player is Israel. Now, what is the difference between these four players? That there are two players who are very interesting in the destruction and destroying the Gaza Strip, which is the Egyptian government and the Palestinian Authority of the West Bank. The Egyptian government believes that the Hamas is a terrorist organization. The Egyptian government believes that while more and more more, more and more pressure Egypt will impose on the Gaza Strip, probably this is the only way how to get rid from the Hamas organization. What is the interest of the Palestinian Authority? The interest of the Palestinian Authority is that while Egypt imposing more and more pressure on Gaza, that will pave the way. the palestinian authority to return back to gaza and to rule gaza as yet they used to do till 2007. now the other two players is the hamas and israel who are very interesting in the reconstruction of the gaza strip so if israel and the hamas agreeing on the reconstruction of gaza what is the conflict The conflict is that the Hamas said it several times that the priority for the reconstruction of Gaza should have to go to our own tunnels and our military capability. While Israel said no way, the priority for the reconstruction of Gaza should have to go to the houses and to the other civil facilities which has been destroyed during the summer war in 2014. So what's the long term here when we're when you're
2: talking about the four players who do you see taking a a lead you know are they
0: all, do they all have an equal stake in the program no no of course not of course not i think that the one who is taking the lead right now is the hamas because they are the one who is ruling the gaza strip today by force Not because the people are interesting to live under the rule of Hamas. I think that the Hamas force themselves right now on 2 million Palestinians and the Hamas today keeping 2 million Palestinians in the Gaza Strip as hostages. I was
2: just at an event in New York City. I saw a documentary called Eyeless in Gaza, and this documentary presented uh, the, the the Palestinians in Gaza as being ones who stifle the media, who only show certain aspects of Gaza life, especially during the war, during oc- op- uh, Occupation pr- uh, Protective Edge, uh, Operation Protective Edge. Is that something that's true? You know, from the documentary that comes from an Australian creator, as a Palestinian uh, is God Ga- are the Hamas in Gaza really stifling true media, and is is media doing a good job of making aware of the issues that are happening in Gaza and in the West Bank?
0: Unfortunately, I think that the media never ever try to represent the ordinary Palestinians. I think that the media is much more trying to give the floor, trying to give the the mics to the leaders, uh, the so called leaders. Of the Palestinians which means that what you are reading today in the media it doesn't mean necessarily that it is reflecting the feeling or the opinion of the ordinary Palestinian and this is why people Palestinians today became more and more frustrated from the media because the people never ever try to face the media Face by
2: face. Tell me about the ordinary Palestinian. Tell, I mean, who, when you say that, that to me, from what I understand from the media, is that a Palestinian is somebody who likes to incite violence or who engages in violence. We don't ever really get a chance to see. The ordinary Palestinians you're talking about, are there a lot of them? And what are their thoughts and perspectives on the things happening uh, in Israel and in the
0: the Palestinian conflict? I think that the ordinary Palestinians are the people who are suffering from the the oppression of the Palestinian Authority and the media. This is the ordinary Palestinians. The ordinary Palestinians who just uh, trying to find ways how to survive and how to secure the future of their children. And in my opinion, these are the majority of the Palestinians. I am I'm, I'm, I'm looking sometimes while people in the in the in the in the West Bank or in the Gaza Strip start working very hard in turn to improve their own daily life and their own situation by themselves because they are not looking that there is any kind of a leadership who can manage their own life. And unfortunately, the media today is jumping on that, is jumping on that. And I think that the media never ever represent those ordinary people that they deserve, that their voice should have to be heard.
2: My friends, we are speaking with Bassem Eid, who's an Israeli political analyst, and he's also a human rights activist, Palestinian human rights activist. It's uh, We just had him speak here at the Friends of Israel, and he was uh, gracious enough to come in and share with us some of his perspectives. And we've been talking about this idea of the ordinary, Palestinian. Would you say that the ordinary Palestinian, Bassem,
0: is the forgotten Palestinian? I think that they are the forgotten Palestinians from the international community, from the Palestinian leadership, and from the media. I think that they are the forgotten people. I think that sometimes people coming to me, Palestinians in the West Bank, and they told me that you became the voice of the deaf people. Mm. I think that that's a lot.
2: Now, I saw a statistic once that said, you know, there's 25% of Israelis who checked the box, I'd rather live under Israeli control. Uh, I'm sorry, 25% of Palestinians who said, I'd rather live under Pal- uh, Israeli control. There's 25% of Palestinians who say, I want a Palestinian state. And then there's this big percentage that just says, I don't want to talk about it almost. It, it is is that because they're scared to talk about where they would rather uh have people have
0: control to have let israel have control over the west bank see if we are talking about palestinians who are living in east jerusalem I think that the Palestinians who are living in East Jerusalem became more and more outspoken outspoken people and I think that the majority of the Palestinians in East Jerusalem today in a, a in a very public survey they expressed their opinion and around fifty four prefer to continue living under the Israelis. Now when we talk about the West Bank, of course that people are very scared from Abbas Authority, from the Palestinian security forces, from the Hamas also. And people trying to hide their own pains and their own feelings towards their own future. But no doubt, as somebody told me just a few weeks ago, if any country around the world will conduct a secret survey among the West Banker Palestinians, 85% will prefer to continue living under the Israelis.
2: Friends, we are speaking with Bassem Eid. Now listen, I I want you to stick around because Bassem is such a unique man, especially to our ears here in America on Palestinian perspectives. And so I want to dig in a little bit and find out how Bassem became the spokesperson for the ordinary Palestinian. So be sure to stick around and we'll be right back.
1: There are few people in modern times that understand the Israeli-American relationship more than former Israeli ambassador to the United States, Michael Oren. In his New York Times bestseller, Ally, Ambassador Oren tells the story of this unique relationship from the perspective of a man who treasures his American identity while proudly serving the Jewish state he has come to call home. This memoir is a testament to an alliance that was and will remain vital to Americans, Israelis, and the world. Order your copy of Ally. You can do that at foiradio.org or by calling our listener line at 888-343-6940.
2: My friends, we are back with Bassem Eid. He is a political analyst, an Israeli political analyst, and a Palestinian human rights activist. Now Bassem, whenever I hear Palestinian human rights activist, my mind is an American, and I'm sure most European minds too, naturally gravitate to anti-Israel. But you aren't anti-Israel. In fact, you would consider yourself someone who's pro-Israel uh, in many ways.
0: What happened? How did you land in this this unique arena? First of all, I'm a person who never ever been affiliated with any Palestinian political party in my life. Secondly, I'm a person who grown up and developed in a refugee camp for 33 years. I am a person who suffered a lot in his life. And I am a person who is trying to survive on facts rather than on anything else rather than on dreams let's call it Mm. and uh, i am a person who was very aware before the 67 war about my own life and my family life and uh, the poorness that we used to live under and how after the 67 war everything almost changed to the better before the war we used to have no electricity. After the war, we get electricity.
2: So as Palestinians before 1967, no electricity. No after electricity. After 1967, Israeli no control. No electricity,
0: no fridge, no TV, no radio, no toilet in the house. Wow. But after the sixty-seven war, we received a lot, mm-hmm. which means that I used to tell my colleague Palestinians that we shouldn't have to deny or to ignore the improvement that we, the Palestinians, achieve it from the Israelis. Mm -hmm. I think that the the, the benefits that we got from the Israelis, no Palestinian receive it under any other Arab country around the world. And I think that we, the Palestinians, who should have to be the real bridge of confidence between Israel and all of the Arab world. That's
2: amazing. And it really positions you to be in an amazing place to share. And I'm, I'm telling you, you raise awareness among among Americans and I'm sure Europeans uh, answer me this last question here. I noticed when I follow you on Facebook and I want to encourage my uh, listeners to follow Bassem Eid, uh, B-A-S-S-E-M, and his last name is Eid, E-I-D, on Facebook. Find him, follow him. Um I noticed when you're traveling around, Bassem, you're not just coming to America. You're not just coming to to Europe. You are in eastern areas of the world. You're in Vietnam, Thailand. Who, who in Vietnam and Thailand cares about Palestinian-Israeli issues?
0: I think uh, that uh, there is a very uh, a, a remarkable Australian organization who is running such kind of conferences uh, in uh, in in Asia mainly in Thailand in Vietnam in Cambodia uh, in Laos and uh, uh, I was invited you know once to 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 Australia by this organization and I spent over than a month lecturing everywhere in Australia and this organization believes that the message that I got is very very important to be heard. Yes, it is. And this is why this organization trying, you know, to 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 support me in term to spread more and more the the most important message which is I call it as a Palestinian the unheard Palestinian narrative. Hmm.
2: Amazing. My friends, uh, it's a pleasure to speak with Bassem Eid. Now, listen, um, I want you to try to follow Bassem on social media. Uh, Bassem, where can people uh, find you online? Can you let people know where they might be able to connect
0: with you? I think via the Facebook is the best way because from the Facebook, they can send me a private messages. And, of course, I can provide all of my contacts and emails uh, if uh, if people would like. That's great. Now, friends, um,
2: listen, we we're talking about the issue of Peace in the Middle East, peace within Israel, and as, as evangelical Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, we are thankful to know that we serve the Prince of Peace, and we look forward to that day. We know we can't do it. We can't bring peace. That's God's job to bring peace, and he's done that through his son, the Prince of Peace. So we're thankful, Basem, for you being here, my friend. Thank you Thank you, very you so much. much. It's
0: a pleasure, Chris. Thanks.
1: Israel. On the verge of becoming a state, a teenage Holocaust survivor arrives on her shores alone. His name is Svi Kalisher. Little did he know his search for a new life in the Holy Land would lead him to the Messiah. Svi, enthusiastic to share his faith, engaged others in spiritual conversations, many of which can be found in our magazine Israel, My Glory. While Svi is now in the presence of his Savior, his collected writings from well over 50 years of ministry continue to encourage believers worldwide. Now, Apples of Gold, a dramatic reading from The Life of Sve.
3: Lathryn is an area in Israel located on a hilltop on the road from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and the Ayalon Valley. It is where Joshua commanded the sun and moon to stand still, it's also where some of the fiercest battles against the Arabs have taken place. Many years ago, several believers came from a church in Latran to visit our church in Jerusalem. When they realized that I am the Zvi about whom Elwood McQuaid wrote in his book Zvi, the miraculous story about triumph of the Holocaust, they invited me to their church to give my testimony. Recently, they asked me to return. However, for Israelis, Lateran is a dangerous place. So I responded, if you want me, you can come to Jerusalem. Some came, most of them Arabs who are not friendly to Israel. One asked, do you hate Arabs? Those who try to kill me, I will not go to with roses. I have to defend myself. How can it be, he asked, that you who believe in Christ hate your neighbors? I told them, I have lived in Israel for 63 years. We have never attacked our Arab neighbors, but have only tried to make peace. I have passed through the seven halls of hell during the Holocaust. Are you telling me to become again like a lamb going to the slaughter? You want me to let people kill me? When I came to Israel in 1948, we were a mere half-billion people, and you Arabs attacked us. And now you ask me such a question. We defend ourselves against you, and you can see who has been on our side. Psalm 124 1 says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when the wrath was kindled against us. Then I asked, Do you believe all that is written in the Holy Bible? I showed the many facts from God's word, including Isaiah 41, eight. "'But you, Israel, are my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen. You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand.' Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. The man replied, This is the first time we have seen this verse. You remind me of the ultra-Orthodox Jews, I replied. They only read what the rabbis tell them to read, but now you have seen it with your own eyes. The Holy Spirit of God wrote this. After a long discussion, one of the men asked if I had a Bible in Arabic. I gladly gave one to him. For many years, I would not go to the Arabs to share the gospel, but in time, God gave me courage. Today, it gives me great joy to bring them the good news of salvation through our Jewish savior. Now we are beginning to see our work produce good fruit. But every now and then I meet Arabs who truly want to know the truth. And I am happy to tell it to them.
1: I'd like to thank Basem Eid for being with us today. You can connect with him on social media through our website, foiradio.org. And don't forget, if you've never subscribed, you can receive Israel My Glory magazine at no cost for a full year. Visit foiradio.org. Once again, that's foiradio.org. Call our listener line at 888-343-6940. That's 888-343-6940. Or you can write to us at foiradio, Radio, PO Box 914, Belmar, New Jersey, 08099. Our host and teacher is Chris Katolka. Today's program was produced by Tom Gallion, co-written by Sarah Fern, Mike Kellogg, read Apples of Gold, and our theme music was composed and performed by Jeremy Strong. I'm Steve Conover, executive producer. The Friends of Israel Today is a production of the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry. We are a worldwide Christian ministry communicating biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah while fostering solidarity with the Jewish people.